Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. And our goal is to offer real-life topics and learning through discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight, I'm excited to welcome back a guest that we've had before, and one that I specifically said, look, we got to get you on there. We got to talk about this. Um, So I'm really excited to welcome back who we know lovingly as KB, (laughs) uh, because she's got a beautiful long name, but sometimes it's just easier to go with a nickname, right? Yes. Um, So welcome, KB. It's great to have you. Great to be back. I am so happy to be talking about this topic that we are going to be getting into tonight. Yeah, me too. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about KB, um, and then we're going to dig right in tonight because this is a topic that is super important to newborn care specialists, to doulas, to nannies, to parents, to literally everybody in our audience. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. Um, so let me tell you about KB. Uh, first off, here, she she put it in there in her thing, but I'm going to tell you she's a cookbook author, um, and she has a fantastic cookbook that has five-star ratings on Amazon um, that we are excited to have been able to partner with her on that, um, but she is a certified holistic birth and postpartum doula, a certified lactation counselor, an advanced newborn care specialist, a childbirth educator, and a certified new parent educator. That's a lot of mouthful there. She also <laughs> provides perinatal nutrition guidance and is the author of the cookbook, Feeding the Postpartum Family with Love, available on Amazon. And I can tell you firsthand, some of the recipes in there are amazing because I have my own copy and I've tried a couple. So I love it. But KB primarily works with families who feed from the body in her role whether it is a newborn care specialist or postpartum doula. She recognizes and understands how important it is to have proper lactation education to better support her clients within the scope of practice of a newborn care specialist and or as a postpartum doula. And so tonight, we're really going to dig into that with KB. We're going to really talk about lactation. We're going to talk about a little bit maybe about how KB helps support professionals in our industry around that. Um, And so I'm excited to talk about this. So let's dig into this, KB. Let's tell everybody actually what I'd love to do first. Tell everybody why you're passionate about lactation in particular. 
Okay, so I want to say good night to everyone. I'm so happy to be back to be talking about this and why am I so passionate about lactation? There's so many benefits to feeding from the body. There's so much benefits from human milk. And just to make sure everyone knows, I am supportive of whatever way families decide to feed their babies. But I just particularly am very um, happy to support families that are choosing to feed the babies human milk. So um, the, the benefits, the joy that I see coming from parents that want to, to do it this way. And um, I just really like to be a part of the network that supports them in managing and, you know, getting their goals. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because I think a lot of times that gets missed when we're so busy talking about our passion, we forget to acknowledge that it's about supporting families in whatever decision works best for them or whatever decision they need to make um, for loads of reasons. And I love that um, because we are passionate about that here at Newborn Care Solutions also is your baby, your decision, and we want to support you no matter what that is. Exactly. Um, So let's talk about lactation and lactation education first. Um, because there's a lot of people who have personal experience. Now we teach in our training. I always say, I don't care if you have nursed six babies, unless you've taken proper training, stay out of that wheelhouse and refer it out. But a lot of people think, and let's be honest, you gain a lot of knowledge as you're doing that. But we think, well, I nursed my babies. I know how this works. Or my sister and my mom nursed their babies and my friend nursed their baby. I know how this works, but there's a big difference between personal experience, anecdotal experience, and true evidence-based education around this. So talk about why that's so important. Okay, so it is extremely crucial to have very solid lactation education for so many reasons. One, the data shows that a lot of Um, breastfeeding parents will end their lactation journey when they have gotten lack of support, lack of encouragement, and also tons of misinformation, misinformation. So it is really important to have evidence-based information because there's such a wide spectrum of challenges with lactation. So even though you may have breastfed six babies, It doesn't mean that you have seen the full scope or the full spectrum of what the challenges may be, okay? So it's really important to get that education so you are really in a position to know when this is looking like something that I may not have experience with. Let me search through my little, um, my phone to see what lactation professional, I can refer to the client. It's really important to do so in order to really help to encourage, support them and give them pertinent and correct information. Yeah, I love that. And I think too many people don't understand how just one little tiny bit of misinformation can have such a negative impact. And misinformation can come from a lot of places, a lot of places that are really well-meaning, right? It could be a doctor who has the best of intentions 
but maybe they're not up to date on the most current information, or maybe they were never formally trained at all, or it could be a grandma or an aunt or a cousin or a friend. They all come from a place of wanting to help and wanting to support, but they may not have the best information. Here's the thing, even within our industry, we come to this wanting to support families, Mm -hmm. but this desire to make a difference, but we don't always have all the correct information. And And that's okay to not have it. Yes. Yes. It's okay to not have it. Yes. I love that you said that because I think too many people think if they don't have the answers, they don't look like a professional. And that's not true. You don't have to have all the answers. You just got to know where to find them. Uh, exactly. And be and, able to say, you know what? Yeah. Um, this is outside of my scope, but I have a great number. I have a number for a great IBCLC or a great CLC or here are some, here are some resources. That is professional. Yeah. And that's a perfect lead in to what I wanted to talk about. So you said stay within scope. So I'm, I'm an NCS. I'm a postpartum doula. I'm a parent who has nursed their children. Clients asking me questions. How do I stay within scope? How do I know what that definition is? And what do I do when they're asking me questions that I know are out of scope? So staying within scope. First, we really have to get the definition of what's within scope for the role that you are functioning in the home as. And when we are functioning as an NCS or even a postpartum doula with limited lactation credentials, it is very important that we stay within scope. What we do is emotional support and refer out anything that we don't know. We don't give them a story about when our grandmother or auntie was breastfeeding this and this and that happened, but we're there to support. Okay, so learn how to put the pumping parts together if she's pumping. Bring her some snacks if she is breastfeeding. Bring her some water. That's within scope. If she's having problems with latching and positioning or there's pain in the breast, that is outside of scope. We don't have specific training towards that. But if you do have a good foundation of basic lactation education, you may be able to help with things like showing her how to position but not diagnosing anything, um, not trying to figure out what's going on with pain in the breast, not trying to, and a big one, not trying to look into the baby's mouth and ascertain if there's things like oral ties, which do affect lactation. Um, just knowing that if you do not know the answer, it's probably outside of your scope. So have a good list of referrals so you can give it to your clients and pass them on. Yeah, fantastic advice. I always say to people all the time, look, we can report what we see. We cannot diagnose or prescribe a treatment for what we see. So we can report those symptoms, but that's it. That's where it stops. And so you mentioned limited lactation knowledge or limited um, education around this. A lot of times I see questions of, wait, there's a CLE, there's a CLC, there's an IBCLC. And a lot of people think these are the same things, but these are actually different types of lactation support, right? Yes. So if you have multiple tiers, I like to look at it as tiers of lactation support. 
So there's a very basic support even before we get to be a a lactation educator. Um, There's just basic having knowledge of, of lactation, of, you know, how breastfeeding works, what are the benefits that you can help to support someone doing so. But the first tier of a lactation professional would be someone like a breastfeeding support specialist or a lactation educator. This is someone who educates around the benefits of breastfeeding. Why is it a good thing to do? They help you to make that decision. They don't come in and show you how to latch or how to position or troubleshoot issues. They're just educating on the benefits to breastfeeding if you're having to make that decision. That's it. Then there is the lactation counselor who can do the education, who understands the more intricacies of whatever that word is. Yeah, I might be wrong. But that word, they might understand more closely the, the smaller details, the smaller issues. They can help to build supply, how to manage oversupply, how to manage undersupply, how to assist with latching, getting a deep latch, positioning, um, helping mom with things like engorgement, mastitis, that type of thing. Then there is the IBCLC, which is the big dog. That's the top of the top. They have very specific medical training I am currently on my pathway to becoming an IBCLC, and it is a lot of work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have to do college um, courses on anatomy, biology, nutrition, child development. They have a very in-depth knowledge of the way the body works, how the anatomy of the breast works, how the infant nutrition is dependent on the milk, how that works. They can identify oral ties in the mouth. So they're the ones who can diagnose an oral tie, if we want to use that word. They have more information and more training on that. So they are like the, the, at the top of the ladder for support. So just to let you guys know, that's the ladder of support, which and- you are a part of the ladder too. Right, for sure. And IBCLCs, they have to have like, if I remember right, like thousands of hours yes. of training, right? <laughs> you have to have do 14 clinical, 14 college courses, um, health sciences. Then you have to either work with a existing IBCLC in an office with her in a hospital and accumulate 1,000 verifiable hours of lactation support, as well as a bunch of other stuff. So it usually takes a few years um, to become an IBCLC. Uh, CLC might take a few months, um, like maybe like six six months to one year. Um, a CLE, which is the lactation educator, you can probably do that in a few days, few weeks, it doesn't take as long. So the higher up you go in terms of your lactation knowledge, of course, it's the more work it takes, the more knowledge, the more learning um, that you have to do, because it's not a very simple thing, as a lot of us like to think. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And the benefits of a, a great IBCLC cannot be underestimated. So um, kudos to you for undergoing all that work and, and <laughs> facing that in order to become that. Um, that'll be awesome when you've got that done. Um, so if somebody says, all oh, this is great, it sounds fabulous. Maybe they even realize they've stepped over the boundary a little bit in trying, you know, with all the best of intentions. But let's talk for a minute about having referrals, having solid people that you know that you've actually vetted um, that are local to you or that offer virtual support. Um, because there's nothing worse than being with a client and them needing some support beyond what we can provide and not knowing someone. So tell me a little bit about how you feel around that and maybe some ideas where people can find them or what they should know. Well, it, it is very important to have effective referrals. Um, you don't want to refer an IBCLC that you don't have any feedback on. You've not had heard any of the clients or colleagues spoken about the efficacy of that person, and then they come in and make things worse because that could happen. Um, the same with every industry. Not everyone who is a nurse or a teacher or a plumber is the, the great at what they do. So you don't want to compound the issue by giving your client a referral that doesn't do nothing for them or makes their situation worse. And then that that's not a good reflection on you either. You don't want to end up with egg on your face, right? Mm -hmm. So a good way to find your local resources is my favorite word, networking, networking. Um, get to talking with the other NCS or doulas within your community. Hey, guys, what's a good IBCLC that you always recommend to your clients um, that you have had good, you've heard good things about? Um, go into your local NCS group or even your mom's group and just ask, put the question out there. A lot of past moms who've had the issue before might have, might are able to say, what am I saying? <laughs> Will be able to suggest their favorite um, person that they've worked with, whom they've had good experience with. So that's one way that you can do so is talking to others within your NCS or doula community reaching out or looking my thing is to always kind of hide out in the Facebook groups to see what my colleagues are saying who they're recommending all you have to do if you're going to a group pull up a search IBCLCs and you will see all the posts and all the conversations that folks have been having around it and then you can also find resources that way as well that are local to you yeah fantastic I have found two at least in my experience, sometimes talking to local um, pediatric offices. Um, mm -hmm. Occasionally, there are some that are hardcore supportive of nursing, and they will have referrals. On rare occasions, they even have them in office. Um, and a lot of times, OB's offices will have them also. Um, and I don't know about your community, but at least here in my community, we also have um, groups of people. So just like we have groups for newborn care specialists and doulas, there's also groups for people who specialize in lactation and getting connected. Yes, definitely. Yeah. We have those groups. And even if you want this La Leche League that you can be a part of, they would have their network of persons that they recommend as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
local communities also have like breastfeeding support groups um, who might have that type of referrals too. Like they would have somebody that they will refer out to their persons in their group. So just as I say, network, ask the question. Fantastic. So we have talked about a ton of stuff and we're already almost out of time. Uh, <laughs> is there anything final that you would love to share with our audience before we wrap up tonight? All right. So this is what I have to tell you guys. It is becoming, hmm, I think persons are probably asking, why would I want to have any kind of lactation education? Why is it important to me? What I have found in my own personal experience and talking with colleagues is I'm seeing more and more families wanting to feed their babies in this manner. We are sometimes the only source of professional support that they have in their home. Um, and they will look to us to ask the questions because they just assume, hey, she knows about babies, so she should know, she would know about this too, or he would know about this too, or they would know about this too. And it's important to be able to, at least if we cannot directly answer the questions, um, or if it's something that it's too out of our range of knowledge, at least to have a basic foundation of the knowledge. So we can also know what to expect, not just in supporting, but in how the babies are too, because there are still differences between breastfed babies or babies that are fed human milk versus formula fed babies. So it will be really a good thing for any NCS or any doula to really have this knowledge. I'm also seeing a lot of nannies, nannies reaching out to me to take my class because they're working with a first time mom who is feeding from the body and they're the only one in the home with them. And they're going to ask the questions. And again, you will see the differences in the babies. One baby might be pooping less, one they're pooping more, the color of the poop is different. Um, how do I store this breast milk? I'm working with this family. How do I properly warm up the breast milk? These are things that we would want to know in our role as professionals as well. So I usually give a three hour lactation education class to not just my clients, my, but parents and professionals who want to just have a good foundation regarding lactation education. So you can just take it up, take your service level up a notch, take your support level up a notch and feel more confident in the way that you support these families because more and more people are really wanting these days to feed from the body. And if you have clients who have that desire, then you shouldn't limit yourself. You should be able to fully support them to the best of your ability. Yeah, I'm, I 100% agree. And I will tell you that I also heard that reported a lot by agencies now is that families are wanting someone who has specific lactation knowledge and education. Um, and you already shared about your class, which is awesome. We'll make sure um, that you get the information to us and that the information for pe how people can reach out about your class is in the feed. I will tell you, um, <coughs> excuse me, while I haven't taken this class, I have been present when KB has taught other things, and she is not only <laughs> a very thorough instructor, but she is funny, and so it is a lot of fun to hang out with her. 
Um, so it will be time well spent, both from a knowledge and good for your soul, because it's always good to laugh. So definitely. Oh, and just to add, Tanya, just yeah. to add that this workshop, if you are pursuing your NCSA um, certification, mm -hmm. or if you are a doula certifying via donor, um, and I'm not quite sure of other agencies, I just know about these two organizations, that this class fulfills that, that requirement for a certification as well. We cover yeah. all of the topics that are required. Mm -hmm. And it would be um, also covered for um, the cash um, ongoing education requirement as well for cash certification. There we go. That's great news for me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you so much for joining us again tonight, KB. As always, I could literally talk to you all day. I love talking with you. Um, and it's an honor to always get to learn from you and have some amazing takeaways for our audience. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Tanya. You know, we could be here all day, all like <laughs> too well. We, we got to go. <laughs> we absolutely could, for sure. Um, and thank you to our audience for joining us. If you have any questions around this topic or anything related to lactation training, put them in the feed and tag KB or tag Newborn Gear Solutions and one of us will make sure that you get answers. And of course, you could rewatch this episode along with all of our other um, Real Talk episodes and our other educational content by going to newborncaresolutions.com and clicking on the education tab. You can find all of our Real Talks on our YouTube channel. And starting this last week, you can now find all of them on our podcast. So all the information about how to find everyone will be in the feed. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Tanya Sackowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sakowitz.